Hi guys, James Short here. Hope you're well. Welcome to another edition of the Coach James Short podcast. Super excited about our special guest this morning. More details to come shortly. Before we get started, I'd love for you to jump on our Coach James Short Facebook group where we've got lots of tips and techniques which you can download and jump on straight away and implement into your business straight away. So let's hear who we've got coming up on our special interview on the Coach James Short podcast. Let's take it away and I'll speak to you soon. Wow, super excited this morning to have an amazing guest online with us, uh, one who's a dear friend who I've known for a little while now and who is changing people's lives daily. Um, Alan Stevens is the celebrity profile I've regularly interviewed on TV, radio, and in print, and is profiled leading Australian politicians and royalty live on TV. The Newcastle Herald describes Alan Stevens as the mentalists. mentalist meets Dr. Phil. He is an authority in reading people, what they are not saying, what they are attempting to conceal, and how they are likely to behave in given situations. With over 30 years' experience and skills in training and coaching, counseling, psychometric profiling, neuro-linguistic programming, body language, micro and supple expressions, and reading personality traits, Alan believes that all aspects of human relations and interactions are improved when you can read people accurately. Alan conducts training for businesses and organizations. He works with educators to increase their people reading skills around social emotional intelligence and to assist students to find careers that suit their personalities. I personally have some, had some amazing experience with Alan. Uh, around about eight, 10 months ago, I had my kids profile, uh, Lily who's eight, Tiger who's six, um, just to connect better with them, to understand their strengths and how to work with them. And I can say, I sent through a couple of photos of Alan and what I got back was absolutely amazing. He hit the kids right, just nailed it. Um, and so what we did, we really work with that material and really enhance their strengths and really encourage them in certain areas and how to deal with their behaviors. Particularly, you know, if they, they go off the handle as, as most kids do. Um, and what we noticed is that we'd had a deeper connection and really got them to strive in their own characteristics and personalities. So much to the point where Lily, my daughter, has now published her first book. Um, she's doing her jobs for her pocket money. She's... Uh, a real overachiever, adventurous, and so forth. So we really harness that. You know, we've been out selling lemonade, lemonade stalls out the front, um, where she makes it, selling cupcakes. Um, it's just amazing to see how they've really embraced it. And also Tiger with his music. We notice that, you know, if he chucks a wobbly, we, we go and play some music, and bang, it, it, it's lifted, it's changed. So it's really understanding the, the different personalities and how to work with them. And so I'm really... Um, honored to have Alan on the line this morning to share some of his wisdom and some of his knowledge. Alan, thank you and good morning. When I first started um, in uh, telecom uh, many years ago, I uh, came up to Newcastle at a temporary transfer. I was put in charge of a section where everybody on my staff was uh, uh, older than me. My second in charge was 15 years older and including one of the other gentlemen there was um, uh, had been my supervisor in Sydney. So here I am, the young person, youngest person in the section, and now I'm in charge of all these people. So that was the first real challenge I had in my early 20s. At the same time, I uh, joined a uh, surf club about 10 years later, um, where I uh, quickly rose through the ranks to become club, club captain. Now here I am, uh, mature age, but uh, 
in the surf club, you might say, for five minutes, and here I am telling all these people who were there since they were young nippers how to uh, uh, do their jobs. So I've always been in those odd positions, and that's one uh, area that I felt I really needed to understand a lot more was people, how to actually uh, connect with them, how to work with them, how to get them on site, and how to treat them the right way so I got that maximum productivity. And about um, oh, in the uh, late uh, 80s, I started with psychometric profiling, you know, Myers, Briggs, DISC, all those uh, you know, systems where you ask questions uh, of people to try and work out their personalities. Uh, moved into body language, NLP, and then um, uh, looked at uh, other systems. But then I felt I was treating, teaching currency trading. And the currency traders that I had, the reason they were coming to me was to find out why they weren't making any money. Uh, they had a great teacher, everybody in the class would uh, do their training and all appear to have exactly the uh, same opinions on the charts, but when they put their money on the table, they would lose money pretty quickly. So my job was to try and figure that out. So I then moved into looking at different ways of reading them, and somebody one day just said to me, you're able to reading faces. And that just started me on the new journey of being able to read both their expressions to find out what's really going on in their emotions, but also their facial features that tell me their personality. And yeah. so uh, with those four skills, body language, micro-expressions, facial uh, features and NLP, I put together rapid uh, pattern profiling, uh, which uh, became a world first and that allowed me to be able to uh, read people quite effectively. Body language, sorry, the uh, facial features tell me their personality, uh, but their character I don't know until I've actually observed them for a little while. I can pick up their emotions in the body language and micro-expressions and then from there I put that all together and with a bit of observation you can work out someone's character. So that's probably been my focus over all those time, years all the way from, since the mid-70s and that was to be able to understand people. So as I said, worked in every industry you can think of um, but uh, find that people are the same wherever you go. Fantastic. Wow. That's what an amazing journey so far. Um, and so, at the moment, who are you working with? What type of clients are, are you helping at the moment? Well, everything from parents uh, who want to understand their children, uh, right through to psychoanalysts and psychologists, and in between, business executives, uh, real estate agents, uh, people in sales. I'm working with some entrepreneurs at the moment, uh, people who are running all sorts of different organisations. So, the, it's a broad spectrum of people that I work with. Fantastic. And what are you noticing are the, some of the biggest problems and frustrations with them before they, they come to you? Well, the frustrations always come back to uh, being able to communicate and connect with people. Um, this, as you've already said, some of the guys are interested in understanding their children, others are looking at their business, etc. But it always comes back to under, uh, being able to understand people. Uh, you'll have a focus in one area. But once you start learning the skills, you start connecting with people, you take it across all aspects of your uh, social and business life. Yeah, fantastic. And what do these frustrations um, and problems ultimately lead to? So if they don't, if they don't get in contact, like if they don't do some work with you, what do you notice um, that those frustrations ultimately lead to? Well, I find that, well, the reason they've come to me is because they're not connecting with people. If they don't uh, look at picking up some skills, they're just going to get more of the same, and that's ultimately going to affect their business in a uh, negative fashion. 
uh, and at the same time their competition will move ahead of them. So it's a case of, well, if you want to grow your business, you want to have better relationships, you need to learn some of the skills. Cool, great. And, and when they get it right, so when they do some work with you and they get it right, and um, what do you notice? What's, what's the difference? What, what, what do you start seeing? Well, the first thing I usually see on their face is a big smile. <laughs> I've been with one gentleman, he's uh, actually a real estate agent. I finished uh, training him a couple of weeks ago. And on the last session, one of the things that's happening at his home, they're doing some renovations. And he always thought, you know, he understood his wife uh, reasonably well, but with the renovations going on, of course, there's been a lot of frustrations that have been involved in that. And he started to uh, tell me he was, she was getting very controlling. Anyway, when he went through all the uh, personality traits, because part last part of the course was to actually profile some people that you know quite well to understand and do a connection between their facial features and their uh, behaviours. And in that, he went, and I had to laugh at him. He says, oh, it's been 23 years, he said, and I've finally worked out my wife. <laughs> I thought, well, close to, but probably not quite there yet. Because <laughs> we have our partners that well. But uh, he was quite happy because he understood why she was behaving the way she was. He knew that the differences in, in his personality, therefore, the stuff that was pushing his buttons before, he could let go. Mm. Because he knew that's the way she needed to function. So he just let her run with it. But he had a greater understanding with her and it just took a lot of the pressure out of the relationship. Yeah, wow, fantastic. And can you share another case study with us that um, that you've you've worked with over, over the last couple of months? Um, the uh, Probably the uh, most, a lot of the uh, families that I've been working with. There was a young uh, woman from Newcastle who's been spending quite a bit of time over in uh, uh, India and she's picked up a couple of kids on the street who she's sort of taken under a wing. Now, they don't speak English and she doesn't speak Indian at all. And so trying to communicate with them, she sent me through a couple of photographs and asked if I could profile the two boys for her, which I did, told her the difference in their personality uh, styles. And from that, she's been able to make uh, better connections with them. In fact, she was back in Australia uh, last month and we sat down and had coffee and she was saying that even though they can't understand the language, they're actually communicating a lot more effectively. Wow. So it crosses all boundaries. It doesn't matter about sex, age, um, or uh, whether you actually speak the language. Cultural differences don't matter. Yeah, wow, fantastic. And I, I, I know the work that we've done personally on it, and a lot of the guys um, and girls on the tribe, they, they love going to, to networking functions and getting out there and, and mingling and collaborating. Um, and even this at networking uh, events and functions, um, the profiling really gives people that extra rapport building opportunities really quick, doesn't it? That's exactly right. So if you can see the person's facial features as you walk through the room, you've got their personality. Yeah. Um, you know, we're looking at the eight traits in total, but what you're not worried about is seeing all of that. Uh, so if somebody walks through the room, the first thing I want to know before they can get to me is how much space they're going to need. Because if you uh, crowd somebody who needs a, needs a little bit more space, they've lost rapport straight away. They feel like they've been invaded. So knowing exactly how much space to give somebody, I can give, pick that up from 20 feet away wow. before they get anywhere. Uh, once I've got that, then I know how much information to uh, give them as well. They'll be in their facial features. So. Everything I need to know, I can see long before I need to apply it. Fantastic. Fantastic. walks past me in the street, you know, as they walk past me, I've got enough information about them, I can stop them and start having a chat with them. 
I remember um, when we caught up, Alan, uh, a couple of months ago and we're going through um, the course that I was taking with you and uh, we were at the QVB and we're having a coffee back then and we'll actually put it into practice around people in the cafe. Um, and it's just amazing to see when you have that awareness what, what you can actually pick up on people. So that was I remember that very clearly. That was a, a bit of fun that was. Um, we, love, we love a good framework. Um, within the tribe, what kind of frameworks uh, do you use to help your clients that you can share with the, with the tribe with us today? As in, what, when you, uh, a bit of noise in the background then, as you said, the different frameworks in the way I train people or? Yeah, so, um, so for example, the um, maybe share one of the traits with us, that would be great for the tribe at, uh, the, at, the networking, at, a, at a networking function. Okay, well, as I said, the most important one when you first see somebody is going to be how much space they need. And it's in the height of the eyebrows. And you'll find that anybody's got really high set eyebrows, they need more space when they first meet people. Now, the people like you and myself, we both have our low set eyebrows, so we're quite comfortable standing close to people when we meet them for the first time. It doesn't mean that the other people who need more space aren't friendly. It just means they're a little bit more discerning about who they will, um, uh, who they like to uh, have close to them to start with. The, the upside of that trade is that they're more discerning. They don't get caught out by the con artists as effectively as or as quickly as we do uh, when we're more affable because we get close to people. We don't uh, really uh, uh, have a good look at them. We're just friendly with everybody until they prove otherwise, whereas a discerning person has a bit of a look first and goes, okay, who should be around me and who shouldn't? And I had a workshop I was doing yesterday morning for some entrepreneurs down here in Sydney, and there was a room full of people, everyone out of all, and one young woman who was um, with a discerning trait. So I got her to come out the front, um, and I said, okay, and I stood right very close to her, and of course she said, oh, no, I'm comfortable, I'm okay. And I said, okay, just turn slightly sideways. And as I turned sideways, just to show everybody how she could actually get more space for herself when somebody steps too close to her. She not only turned, but she also turned away, moved a couple of steps away. Everybody picked it up in the room and went, uh -huh, yeah, you do need more space, don't you? <laughs> so she didn't think she did. Um, and I know that, so we you know Catherine McMurtry, and uh, when she, we did our course, I did the same thing with her and uh, the other guys in the uh, the class all uh, look on their face as I got her to come out the front. I you know, stood uh, close to her, but I got her to come and set the space up that she wanted, so I already stopped and waited for her to come to me. She set up the space she wanted. As I turned around to the group, I took a slight step towards her, and I looked at the expression on their faces, which was surprised because she just jumped to take more space because she needed that more space to, uh, when somebody first meets her. And once they get to know you, though, you'll find that they will be uh, just as friendly as anybody else. Now, when you look at the eyebrows, guys, the eyebrow shape on some people are horizontal, others are more uh, up at an angle. Uh, where you're looking for this space is directly above the pupil, and you're looking to see whether the, the height of the eye itself, the iris, the coloured section, if that uh, space there would actually fit uh, in above the eye and underneath the eyebrow, you've got somebody who is more discerning. If it uh, wouldn't fit in, if you look at somebody like George Clooney, for instance, uh, some, uh, you would say, yes, he's very affable. He'll stand close to people for the first time. So when you go up to people, uh, just give them that uh, bit more space if they've got the high set eyebrows. And in fact, if you can uh, stop before they get right to you, let them set up the space. 
and when you'll find that uh, as they get closer to you, you'll know that you've uh, uh, got uh, good rapport with them. Wow, that's amazing. Excellent. And that's one of how many traits, Alan? 68 traits. Fantastic. And so what that and does, then, sorry, go on, continue. I was going to say that uh, then along with the micro expressions, you've got about seven expressions on the face, which are universal. Uh, if anyone's feeling uh, any one of those particular emotions, I'll have that expression on their face. So when you apply that to it and what you're seeing in the body, there is so much information that you can pick up at any given moment when you're dealing with other people. Yeah, fantastic. And that's why, that's why he's deemed the mentalist meets Dr. Phil. <laughs> Um, it's amazing to see Alan in action when we're out and about, um, you know, getting reading of people and 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 connecting so quickly with people. It's 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 amazing to see. So I want to hear from you guys from the tribe. What questions that you would have uh, for Alan that we could uh, share with everyone this morning? Uh, if you want to type away, we can uh, get those answered. That would be much appreciated. Um, Alan, so you've got a couple of different programs that you you do, right? And you um, do you want to just quickly explain? Those, those types of programs. And also, I think a great explanation would be your app, if you could have a uh, explain that as well. Okay, well, let's look at the apps first. There's two apps. There's um, Profile Me, which is one word, and Profile Match. Profile Me uh, is designed to either profile yourself or somebody else. It tells you a, a bit about that individual on seven traits, and they're probably the, some of the main traits that you first look at when you uh, meet somebody for the first time. Now, uh, in the app, it does have a camera, but the camera is not designed to um, do the uh, profiling for you. The app is designed so that you actually learn how to profile those seven traits and eventually not need the app at all. Uh, but if you're profiling yourself, where do you uh, find a reflection of yourself? You know, look in a mirror or something or other. Uh, if you're out somewhere, well, you're having the photograph and just taking a quick selfie and then using that as you use the app. It will then tell you on what level you your, each of those traits are for you. If you profile somebody else, it tells you about them. So if you uh, meet with them, you understand them better. Profile match, you profile yourself and you profile the other person on the same traits and it tells you how to talk to them. In fact, I've got a school in San Marino, California. The kids there are year 12, they're uh, Latino. Uh, so English is not their first uh, uh, language. They are reading at elementary school level, our primary school level, and this teacher has to get their English up. Everything she put in front of them they wouldn't read, but uh, she read them an article by Paul Ekman, who was the guy who did all the research on the microexpressions, and in that he, um, uh, when he, oh, he's very technical in his writing, so there was no way they could read his stuff. But uh, they found mine and I said, well, if they want to learn to profile each other, get them to use the apps. They have to read the instructions on how to do it. They then use the app and at the end of it, they then um, have to read the report. So because they're doing something they want to do, they've got a better chance of getting them to read it. Then on the second one, where they profile each other, uh, and then uh, they've got the report there, well, how do you know uh, how to talk to the person unless you sit down and practice it? So now they're working on improved communications and anti-bullying because it's hard to bully somebody that you've got to know and like. So that's the way that app was designed. Um, and as far as the courses I'm running, uh, there's public courses, which gives a bit of a taster. I've got a fast track introduction, which looks at a couple of those traits and a couple of others. I usually run that one over four weeks, but with the uh, 
lot of the clients I'm getting at the moment, there's a lot more one-on-one -on -one and corporate training I'm doing, and they're usually over 10 or 12 weeks, depending on uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the requirements. And now with the government's uh, grants that we ha uh, got access to, I'm focusing in that area as well to make these um, uh, courses available to people who are in business where they can get some money back on their, um, uh, their fees from the government itself. Fantastic, fantastic, good stuff. And so we've got a question from Linda. Do racial differences impact your reading? Just slightly when it comes to a couple of traits. If you're looking at the eyes, for instance, uh, there's one trait where we look at the depth of the eyes. And you'll find that on uh, Europeans, for instance, Asians, uh, especially in men, our eyes are a lot more recessed than you would find in the Asian community. Uh, so I make an allowance for that for about 10%. In the case of the broadness of the nose, the flare of the nostrils, uh, that is more a, um, uh, you'll find much broader nostril uh, flares in islanders or indigenous people. So I make a slight allowance for that. But the thing to remember is not one trait defines you. It's a combination of all your traits. And I've got 68 to work with, and the majority of those uh, cover all um, cultures. They're not affected by culture or uh, race or sex. Fantastic. And so in, in, in closing, how can uh, the tribe get in contact with you? What's, what's the best way to, to get in touch with you? Well, the best way is through my website, which is alanstevens.com.au. Uh, it's alan, A-L-A-N, and stevens, S-T-E-V-E-N-S.com.au. Uh, just send me a request through the uh, contact form there. If they'd like to uh, sign up for the newsletter, uh, they'll get a couple of tips um, free tips on how to read a couple of traits, I'll get that immediately and then I'll be st starting to put out a lot more um, uh, newsletters which will be uh, including tips uh, on a regular basis. Wonderful. Alan, really appreciate your time this morning. Um, world of knowledge, um, always love hanging out with you, looking forward to uh, catching up next week again with you. Once again, thank you for your time. Tribe, thank you for, for your time and energy this morning. So there we have it, the celebrity profiler, the man himself. If you'd love to find out some more information uh, about Alan, you can jump on our closed Facebook group and uh, send us a, a little message saying, yep, send me, send me more details and we'd love to get them to you. So have a wonderful day, guys, and looking forward to speaking to you soon. I'm James Short, and bye for now.